0: To go with extreme sports and any type of things musically that would push my envelope to the nth degree, like the, the, the challenge of I don't know if I can do that. Okay, so I'm going to try, and I'm going to put every ounce of effort that I can possibly do to push that envelope. You know, right. it's like with rock climbing or skateboarding or whatever. You know, just but I've always done it in a solo context. You know, it wasn't like oh let's get a band together to kind of push it. It was like no, I just want to be able to, me on the rock face alone with the, you know a carabiner and a rope. To,
1: right right
0: feet in the air and i loved it like i couldn't get enough of it you know it's one of that adrenaline junkie type of thing
1: totally do
0: you think that type of mentality is what drive your creative process like i'm not calling you a complete
1: no 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 i know exactly what you're saying i actually you know this is what it is but i think trauma drives drives it i think okay being severely not well adjusted to society. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, I I I felt alienated from maybe the age of eleven, and I, I didn't respond well to the Reagan era. Take that however you like. You know, you know. I I would never adopt victimhood. Of course not. Never. But you you know like I just I just had a lot of. Trauma, alienation. Uh, I'm definitely ADHD for sure. Now, there's a couple ways that plays out. Like I'm able to hyper focus. Yeah. I'm very obsessive. Um, I have an addictive personality. So if I'm interested in a musical project, I'll like focus on every little detail till it's like this pristine jewel. So that's like my superpower. And I have a lot, a wide bandwidth for that. So I could do that for multiple projects because that's how I feel better. Uh, I, I feel vulnerable and not in control, uh, maybe traumatized a little bit by that in terms of like human destiny, society, systems of control that have been set up that I have no say in, stuff like that. So, you know, the composition making something that inspires others, uh, controlling that world is profoundly therapeutic. Uh, and so, you know, it's, 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 it's a half about like, push it to the nth degree because, I mean, you know, this is almost giving these Christian like evangelicals some, some credit here, but it's almost like I'm, an, I'm addicted to adventurous music. And even now, like once a certain precipice has been passed, now the next thing has to be crazier. It has to give me a greater adventure. You know, so even if retro is crazy, it's not crazy enough. It's like never crazy enough. It's like nothing's enough, like that kind of feeling. So it's kind of both of those together. Uh, You know, one is like, I feel that I can define myself from self-actualization within my own musical environment. And I feel this sort of like deep cosmic plane connection that's hard to talk about or articulate but it's definitely there and it kind of like it's it's like you 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 get like released from all the tension of society and identity you kind of get to be invisible and i think that that like being addicted to that feeling you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like uh and it just keeps going deeper and you know maybe addicted is the wrong word uh but you know that it goes into the dionysian thing again which is dionysian Psyche is like ecstatic, intoxicated, uh, meta sensory, like, uh, madness, like intoxication and madness. I mean, you know, I I absolutely think that's you know, it's an anti order because my my upbringing from a certain point was like so, you know, it was just hyper filled to the brim, my schedule, so there's no room to breathe, and then there was all this pressure and and it was just like you know i just burst you know i just couldn't take it and and just like this madness comes from that you know i it mean it's not rage it's like it's dionysian i mean that's that's the word for it it's like shit nietzsche talked about you yeah. know what i mean it's it's like the it's like, it's apollo versus dionysus and in me dionysus won a hundred percent and then attracted me to other dionysian like artists, which is 100% Trey and Mr. Bungle and 100% Zorn, it's absolutely Dionysian. It's not like it's OCD environment. I mean, it's ironic that I was so into Tool and Meshuggah, King Crimson, you know, yes or whatever, because they're just so OCD as environments, just like yeah. hyper-controlled, right? Like, I'm obviously not thriving in those environments. I don't respond well in those environments. So that's not going to be what I'm going to do. Like, I, I'm definitely feeling way more comfortable with like Bungle like wild worlds, right? I'm, I'm looking for wildness, not like controlled environments, yeah. you know, and that's why I think I ended up with, with Zorn. Cause I remember the first time I heard Electric Masada, Mountains of Madness, and it was just like, everything like made sense. I was like, this is like the kind of music I want to do. You know, it's it was political and existential and hyper musical, spiritual, all that stuff. It's just everything it was beyond music in a way. It was kind of like a purpose realized, and, and you know, that's again, what motivates me to play with other people because I don't think I could reach these levels just alone. Like I need Kenny Grohowski or Larry Kordowitz or John Zorn or Trey Spruance to, to, to just, to be like, I'm meeting you here. Will you meet me here? And yeah. then now I'm going here. You know, And it's just this, it's this thing. If I'm just sitting in front of my computer, it's like, I'll go to here, but like, it's just, there's something missing. And so that's always why I've been motivated by working with people because uh, I want to learn, uh, like, a global music language. You know, I really do. Uh,
2: Man, you hit, you hit on some... It's funny you mentioned the, uh, ADHD. We've talked about that a few times on here um, yeah. in particular, and Adam had mentioned that he may or may not have it right. And But we were yeah. talking about the hyper-focus thing. Like, all of yeah. us... Looking like we can just dive into music, and then you're like, "Man, I didn't eat all day, and I didn't like go to the bathroom or like, I and you know, and it could be like 18 hours later or something, and you're like, you're so into it and productive, and like it's hard to explain that to people that don't have that." Yeah. No, and and I have issues
1: too. Sometimes when I work with people, I did a session the other day, and you know. Like I was going to go for like 12 hours. Right. You know what I mean? And and they were like three hours. They're like, we're done, man. And we're done. And I'm like, what? And it's like, I'm like, because I'm used to just going so hard. Or like me and Larry sometimes when we were we were at Spiling Abyss, that was like 14 hours straight session. We just wrote the whole song, 14 hours. Mm-hmm. And we're just going crazy. It's like all the tuplets and like figuring out we could use them. It's so like just this, you know, that's one thing Zoran says, you know, the best moments to me when you capture them on a record is like the thrill of discovery something's like there's a spark that happens it's like worth getting it's worth putting on the table oh, yeah. yep. And these albums are more like totems to me than they are like hmm. you know i have a career you know yeah. because it's not played out with material prosperity really yeah. you know, it's, it's more yeah. abstract the value you know which i'm fine with actually because i feel like it keeps it very clear you know yeah <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you know one of the with the Apollo and the Dionysian thing is that uh, just for lack of better term, uh, a Jungian ideal or is this some type of I think it's
1: something Nietzsche talked about where just and just generally like like I mean he was he he wrote about it but just generally beyond Nietzsche it was uh, Apollo represents um, you know order reason you know uh, control self-consciousness you know and apollo made art too and dionysus was like the 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 opposite literally the opposite right it's like the like mad intoxicated ecstatic sensory right. unorganized you know, or right. unorganized um disruptive blasphemous you know he was also like i mean the, the mythologies are so fucked up i mean he like He he, you know, (laughs) but, but, but just generally in terms of art and just like outlook, right. Predetermination and, uh, you know, being hyper self-conscious, right. You guys are playing enough music to know that that doesn't really work when you improvise at all. Right. You need just sort of no thought, Mm -hmm. you need open channel and that's Dionysian. You know, you could also say it's more feminine. But it's just not trapped in itself. It's not predetermined. It's it's a way of interacting with a different energy. When you sit there, when you plan every single note to Sibelius and your DAW, and it's all quantized, it's a different interaction, right? It's it's not it's that it's not rising to that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but but they're just very different approaches. And and, and I realized like like you know before I understood Zorn, I would just get the stuff tight and be like it's tight though. And there were, and there was points where like, cause the way Zorn is, it's not just a job. So it's not going to be redundant. It's like, Oh, you did that. Like, I remember we started with like, kind of like simple riffs and the ripping. And then he started giving me like crazy lines that are really hard that they teach it like Joliard, like just nested tuplet insanity. And then I was able to do that. And then he upped the whole thing and then he made harder lines. And added all these other things. He's like, "Oh, and you can do the polyrhythm. Oh, and you can do the tuplets. Okay, uh, superimposition of." T-. Like he just kept adding things. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and 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 then it got to a point where like, Chaos Magic, which is a new band with Mar- Brian Marcella, which is Simulacrum Press Brian Marcella, like that was a totally new thing. But it was almost like similar enough that I just practiced it the same way. And I kind of had this bad habit of just. That i didn't realize till this record of just like practicing these tuplet lines like all gained out and compressed you know what i mean and like i remember getting to that session and i'm like i'm gonna bring a strat so it's super hip it's different I'm gonna bring a strat, and i'm gonna i'm gonna play through the mesa it's gonna be so weird it's not gonna sound anything like simulacrum yeah yeah that's a great idea so again their first song is insane it's like 132 it's like five tuplets seven tuplets all on four strings like just totally precise and, and I was like I had it with the fucking death metal pedal on. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Zorn's like clean guitar and I'm like and he, and he, and he didn't want the neck pickup I was like neck pickup he's like that sounds like crap let me get like, so I literally fucking played this insane like really techie like holdsworth like blotted science type insane tuplet line like, bridge pickup on the Strat. Because it just curveballs like that. So it's just every... It's almost like he knows that I'm expecting certain things, and he writes it into the score to, like, fuck with me. So I've realized now it's, like, this, like, weird... It's just, like... It's, like, it, he forces this 360 prep, and I, and I have never... I've yet to be redundant, as, much as even though it's been, like, 14 albums since 2015, right? It's, like, I'm not trying to repeat anything i did for him yet like there's elements that repeat but like he's basically asking me to do different shit each time or adding something um i'm, I'm pretty impressed with that because again it's like it's not for its own sake he, like he sees it as a vehicle to push us and he's like what's your breaking point yeah right. what's your breaking point what's your breaking point point?" and it's like okay it actually is pretty awesome because it's like i love uh you know, cooking shows, Gordon Ramsay. I like Gordon yeah, Ramsay. Yeah. And and he does remind me of Gordon Ramsay, you know, when I do another take. It's like take 11. And it's like, and it's like, you know, it's like I'm in the kitchen and I like, I have to cook him the perfect thing. And he's like, you're capable. What's your best? What's your best? You know, that's, that's kind of cool. I, I'm, I feel very lucky because I feel like everyone else in Simulacan, they went to conservatory or got their ass kicked by band leaders and it happened another way. And I didn't really get that because I was the band leader. You know so like if i didn't get that from zorn i just wouldn't get it and he's not a dick about it he's right every single time and like most of the time we use the solos that are like the final take so he's just he knows he can hear that there's something missing uh and again it's this like it's not conscious it's not a conscious radar it's this weird hyper empathy that's picking up emotions, like, what's up with you? Well, this solo is, you're really not elusive. What's going on with you? You know, it's like psychological, right? Like, it's pretty interesting. So I, it, all the stuff made me think that, about like the whole space of composition and improv just being psychic at, at, at root beyond, you know, it, our conscious mind is just completely like has no idea. And that, you know, that might sound maniacal or maybe a little radical, but that's just where I've been at lately. The, the, uh, the,
0: the thing that's kind of been popping into my head is, like, there's two things. One of them is a quote by Michael Hedges uh, that says, the secret of discovery is extremely sweet, which is, like, yes. one of my absolute favorite quotes by him. It's like, yeah, when you're sitting there and you're plugging away for hour and hours and you just do one thing and it's like, that's it. That's it. Right. That comes that's right. Out, yeah. 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 Boom. It doesn't matter if it took 18 hours or 18 minutes. It's it, it just one of those things where it just happens. And yep. that is... That's better than everything else. Like it is, it it's down. a
1: thrill discovery for sure.
0: And then um, uh, there was another thing that was going on, but I totally, totally lost <laughs> it. <laughs> totally, I hope <hoping laughs> it'll come back. You know, uh, but uh, this is—I'm loving this conversation.
1: Absolutely awesome. Was- I'm, I, you know, I, I'm glad. I hope I'm not ranting for too long. It's fun no, to man. talk this stuff through because, you know, one thing I, Zorn's very private, but he really helped me out because I realized that a lot of the way I was raised and the way I was seeing things was very convoluted by the culture. And it's like, it sounds like alarmist, but it's just true. Like if, if you take like, if I am I need to be an open channel to this hidden dimension, right? Like nothing can be in the way, which yep. means your parents and friends can't be in the way, which means your school can't be in the way, which means your stupid little town can't be in the way, which means your shithole country can't be in the way. Now I'm getting canceled, right? But like, <laughs> seriously, like, like all that stuff is in the way and no No. one knows and it's for the artists to reach out with their mind and like empty it and and just like a purification process and you know it's it's you know people that don't understand they think you're crazy but it's just it's it's alchemy it's psychic alchemy and you have to you have to cleanse yourself to like just have any gold come through you know, you're not you're not going to be the cleverest of them all. That's not a real thing. That's a ridiculous conception. Americans oh, yeah. and jazz school oh, yeah. has created for everyone. Yep. And that is just not helping anyone. You know, we're not if someone else is successful, that doesn't mean they took success from you. Like we, we all have the ability if we let go of marketing and like scenes to be like distinct aliens <laughs> in terms of composition and improv. Uh, you know that was the message of the '60s and all the eras where it was going really well. So I, I would like to see that come back. You know, stop with the quantization. Stop with the all 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 the white keys in every song. No key changes. Mm-hmm. Everything about like sex and money. You know, it's been, it's it's just like Reaganism on its like deathbed. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we're nihilistic because we know what's coming. And it would be great if like. The promise of music, music is like the community that's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it really could, you know, save the world enough. You know, I mean, there's times I get crazy messages from people like I, you know, I felt like I wanted to kill myself, and I put retro on, and I feel better now. And it's like they sent me that message to be like, i, I you know, it, it, even if it only happened once, right? So, and I have no delusions, like, I understand it's like weirdo art and like, no, most people won't like it, but the people that do like it really like it. And if it gets inside them like that, you know, the whole thing is worth it. You know, it doesn't matter who doesn't understand it. It's not important, you know, and this is sort of self-actualization that's at stake right now. You know, it's like, it's the art culture is like, it's not about that. It's about beating down others. And it's like that, yeah, like, it, we're just no. in the fucking jungle with weeds up to the fucking sky and no machete. You know what I mean? Like, that's just just total toxic shit. So I, I really try to transcend that. And, you know, beyond Zorn's music, which I understand some people may uh, some of it's redundant. That's fair criticism. But beyond that, the, the most incredible thing he's done is the community. And that's the main message. Like, I'm not thriving on my own, period. I'm thriving with other people you know what i mean like yeah. yep. and, and america like this hyper individualist shit it, it's not it's shutting that down because it's like well you know the audience member looked at that member of the band and i don't feel you know i was i won't say who this member was but i played with a member that was this fucking petty because like literally like no one talked to me after the show so it wasn't worth it it's like okay cool it's like that's how, that's like what music is because i'm sure coltrane was like that right no one talked to me after the show so i don't care what i played yeah right so exactly. that's what it's about is someone talking to you after the show give me a break like that could, that could only like come from materialism and like western like self-flagellation you know what i mean like so i just think you know like we gotta like look all these like authoritarian systems that are trying to hold us down and call a spade a spade it's, it could be a choice at the end of the day right like the reason on system works is every impure element gets removed musical or person or a promoter venue, it all gets removed. And it's just pure shit. Now, even if I have to do that in a country with like under 20 people and go out on a DIY tour, a- a DIY tour I'm going to try to make that happen. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's on the ground floor, and I'm going to stay in touch with those people. You know? And I'm better. Here's my thing. I don't care about what, we, what you're doing. You know, and I'm very bad at listening to people's shit. I try to be better. But like, I think we all are Choice paralysis is information overload. It's it's constipated. It's natural, but I really you know the community thing is the main thing that music can do because it makes people feel like attached to something that's bigger than themselves, and that's the that, antidote.
0: Exactly. It, yeah. And I, I, I'm jumping because I remember my second point that I was, <laughs> it, it, it came to me when you were It's like that's what I was gonna that that's, and I was talking with uh, a musical friend of mine. We were talking about the creative process, and there is a point in that process where it's not a matter of the individual self writing. It's more like it's just the at, the music itself has just started writing itself. Like you're just the conduit doing it. A- yes, yes, and I think
1: I think that you know Zorn says that too. I'm just turning on the fucking faucet, and it's like yeah. you know I, I feel that way sometimes. Yep. You know when you're really keyed in and you're 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 feeling non-distracted and just like your, your your emotions are out of the way and you're just this clear this subconscious is right there yep. it's right there i oh, am yeah. and you know the irrationality that comes out of that is profound sometimes it's you know it's it's transformative it's transcendental right it's like it's what's the unseen it must be made seen right like uh, so that you know it, it's not this is this is what's motivating me not guitar Right. So guitar got to here, and then it's like, it can't be about guitar. It just can't, you know. And it's like, it still might sound like to people that it's about guitar, but it's blatantly not. It's for me, it's about that. Yeah. Like the guitar is just this wand that allows me to enter that space, but like it's really like time and space interaction in the abstract. Uh, you know, I wish that we saw music that way and not as like, you know what I mean? Like, just a t- production template mixed with LARPing and Comic Con. You know what I mean? Sorry. That's not <laughs> all good.
0: So, yeah, I get I get the points. I get it. It's cool.
1: It's, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. That's oh, the very actual you no, the devil. <laughs> Larry's coming over. We're going to finish this piece, actually. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah.
2: Nice. Give him my love. <laughs>
1: Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll tell uh, to this
2: up. Uh, it reminded me when you we were well, what Adam's point and everything too is. I think it was a Stephen King book on writing or whatever or something that I saw, but it's basically like when you write, written word, the best way to write is to just brain dump. Right, you don't yeah, go exactly. back. And you don't. You don't yeah, fix exactly. all your edits. You don't do all no, that stuff no, because no, no, if you no. do, it just dis- it gets all disjunct and just uh, join it right it's hard to do that sometimes though the music right it's it's like uh it's easy like i'm an improviser so i do a lot of improvisation and i let that happen but a lot of times when i'm writing it's it's hard to just be like just follow what's coming out because you like you said you want to be clever or you're like oh i could have done better but what the best stuff is when you just let it happen try not to have any ego about any of it right because you can always go back i guess the other point of that is when you do the brain dump you still have to go back and edit it so you go back and you edit and then you clean up those imperfections and you can smooth out lines but the same thing with music right you could write it all out then you can rephrase something or you can you know just to, to, to make it fit whatever idea you had <coughs>
0: exactly guess, have you yeah, have exactly. you found
2: yourself doing that kind of thing too have you you know, we kind of talk through that, but like going from now, it's like just a brain dump. Like, just let it happen, and then we'll smooth it out after the
1: fact. Well, philosophy is such a big part of it. Like, right. it's more about philosophy than guitar in a way. Guitar is just the second level. Like yeah, right. The, it's almost more about philosophy. And as far as that goes, like, you know, I, I I'll even. T- I'll, when I teach students, cause I teach some people and, and they're coming from sort of a jaded rock band thing. Like some of them went to music school and absolutely hated the culture and are feeling very cynical and stuck. And I, I do very well with them. And I'll get some of them to a point where I'll just be like, just put on the click and improvise in front of me. And they're like, what? What do you mean? And I'm like, put on the click and improvise in front of me. Now it's after we do a lot of tuplets and I prep them with language and stuff. Yeah, Once I get yeah. them into the tuplet world a little bit, you know, and just play, like focus on the tuplets and don't think about the notes and just play and stop where you would breathe. You know, they're like, whoa, I'm actually doing it. You know, and they kind of like have this sort of epiphany, uh, so to speak. And I do a similar thing, you know, I have a lot of strategies, but like my general strategy for the last few years um, is to just put on the click. There's a couple ways I go about it. You just put on the click, I'll literally either sing gibberish into my phone, like with a made up language that is like tuplet based, you know, with a metronome going on, but I'll sing stuff that I wouldn't be able to play in the moment that's very tuplety and and bendy timey and weird. And then then I'll, you know, I'll take those tracks, I'll cut out like the pieces I like, I'll make a song out of them, then I'll transcribe it in Sibelius, then I'll make the tab, then I'll play it. So that's one approach. Then, you know, another approach I'll. Um, and you know, and tend to go to what you were saying earlier, there's a quote, I forget who said it. Uh, this is my, one of my favorite quotes is like, I do all my ex- you know, experimenting before I compose, which has kind of been my philosophy, yeah. which is like, get all the elements as a separate process. So do not just sit like, and I tell students this too, like that, cause they get confused cause I'll teach someone how to write a phrase, like any phrase that's rhythmic or like, you know, you just, all right, here's a rhythmic language. Just make a phrase with this rhythmic, like no problem. Right. But then make a second phrase. And they're just like, and they like, they have no idea what to do. And they're just overwhelmed by choice paralysis. And then it just sits there for years. Right. And it's like, see, that's the problem though. It's like, you got to get all the elements together before you even arrange anything, you know? And I realize I don't think I understood that even when I was making regressions, we literally went like we were writing a book at a typewriter <laughs> and very slowly made each chapter. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I realized now it's more non-linear, which is, you know, like David Lynch, the way he makes his shows or, or James Joyce, you know, any, any non-linear story, like, right. It's like, I can come up with it non-linear and like, it's this mystical path to find the arrangement. And it, and now there's not one arrangement I mean, I think that's the other problem with the conscious mind. I think once you engage with the subconscious a little more, I I think I really didn't get for a long time, like how open it was, how there's like billions of ways in each step of the process for each part to work out, like literally billions. It's not even trillions, like there's trillions of arrangements, you know, there's billions of ways to change the phrasing. There's like change one variable like there's all these tools, like it's just so many ways. I, I started to realize that. And that, you know, that that helped me understand, like, I guess how to just like get out of the way because the music wants to do what it does. And if you're aware of the whole thing in the abstract, you're gonna notice what's missing and just get out of the way and let it, let it happen. Right. Uh, and that's, you know, bef- when I was in my conscious mind, it's just like being on the surface and it's like, what's in there? I don't get it. I don't get it. Someday. Why, how come they get it? You know, it's like, remember seeing Trey and Zorn and not understanding how they got that good. And now I feel like, not totally peers, but I feel like at least I understand like how they're doing, what they're doing. Like I understand their mindset a little more. You know, it's, it's, it's really more coming from philosophy and how, what part of yourself to engage in and how to like, where you're coming from with music. Because if I'm coming from like, a place that Berkeley's telling me to come from or a place that Instagram's telling me to come from or like YouTube or, you know, gospel chops or, you know, metal sucks. You pick any of these things. It's like a disaster out of the gate. It's oh, completely yeah. like, okay. Like if there's a way to like get in there and have any of them appreciate me, that's fine, but I'm not sucking up to that. Like period. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like, and I'm just going to like do my own thing and engage with my real, alien power, which is, you know, it, 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 the scenes are in the way because they're making everyone doubt their subconscious because they're basically glorified production templates. I mean, especially when I see these ads and it's like download melancholic chord progressions. <laughs> here's, here's crust punk beats. Here's all the crust punk beats you need to make songs. Here's doom metal beats. Here's uh, old school death metal beats. Here's jet beats. It's like literally pre-rent midi packs. And it's like, so, dude. I mean, I mean, a lot of the music sounds like this, but, I mean, I mean, are people literally just like using the same chord progressions from the same packs and just dragging them in, and mm-hmm. maybe changing the key and tempo, and then just putting oh, sure. a pre-written tr- drum track on top of it and then quantizing all of it? I mean, come on, like, oh my god! I, I mean, that is like. I, I Words can't express how, how little <laughs> – I, I, I have no words. And, and it's like that's the standard right now. So that's all I'm yeah. saying is like – So
2: I'm wondering you – know, uh, there's one, The
1: final thing I'll say is there's oh yeah. one aspect where you could be like, there's too much music. What's the fucking point? You're yeah. crazy, right? But then it's like, but that's most of the music. So right. once you're like, fuck quantization, fuck tonality, fuck the white keys, fuck 4-4, fuck you – it's like maybe you're more in your own line, and there's only like under a hundred bands in that line. So now you're not in the same line with everyone that's doing that. You know what yeah, I mean? And that's kind of been my philosophy. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. Um, no, I was wondering. Uh, <coughs> I remember I was at. I don't know if you ever went to Nam or one of those shows. Yeah. I, no. I had a gig down at in Nashville for the summer Nam, and I remember walking around. Um, and it was like. This is my natural reaction to like everything. If I hear too much, like if I hear somebody play something, like I was walking around and I've done that, like it's in my plane. I'm like, I gotta get that out of my plane, <laughs> like, you know. So there's like, if I sound too, and it's not, and that's not like a conscious, like I think I'm. It's just more like I don't need to do the thing that somebody else did. So if I right. start to sound too much like something else, which is natural, right? Especially as you get better as a musician. Gosh, you can hear stuff and practically reproduce it in seconds, you know, because you, you've gathered enough language or whatever that you can basically mimic anything in a lot of ways. Um, right. It's so easy to get sucked into sounding like that. But as soon as I'm like conscious about it <laughs> and I'm, or like when I was walking around NAMM, you're like, oh, that Ben thing that they did or that, like any of these kind of like little musical things, my natural reaction is just to be like, I don't want to sound like that thing. Um, But I'm kind of wondering, saying. like, Cleric in another way is almost more inclusive than exclusive, if that makes sense, when, when I think about I mean, it. I mean, that's what
1: I like to hope, as abrasive and insane and, like, filled to the brim as it is yeah. and how unrelenting and psychotic and, like, violent, you know, on the surface. I do like to think that it's accessible, and I one of my favorite Cleric memories literally ever was in 2018 – We went down to Mexico City and Mexico loves us. We actually have real fans down there. Like it it feels like rock stars when we go down there. They fly, they pay for our flight and everything. We had like a government sponsored show in this really nice park, 1500 people came out. And there was a gift that went on Instagram after that of this like four-year-old kid on his dad's shoulders. It was during Spiraling Abyss, which is our like Juilliard avant-garde, new music, classical avant-garde metal opus john it's like okay so it's like literally like you're not smart enough like that's what you would think right like no no because it's basically the kid just hears one two yeah okay so he just hears one two and he's like lost in a trance and again it goes back to like you know it's kind of like the
2: vibe the energy like
1: i want to play the audience like i'm not doing a trick to be like i know about the topic because i'm smart and I practiced it because I'm better. Like that's what school wants you to do, right? Yeah. It's like no, it literally can't be academic or I failed. It has to feel like, like you know, lightning bolt or Hella. It has to, feel, you know, or Primus or anything that's viscerally, you know, you feel it in your stomach, basically. Like not like, well, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, no, you, you, is, absorb, very you
1: absorb that language,
2: and now it's part of your language. Yeah,
1: yeah right. And 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 like I, I, you know, nothing made me feel better than that mexico city show because that was just like mostly kids you know we're doing these really epic convoluted songs and yeah. like especially when we get into the toplets and it's just like uh, i don't know i just I, it just it's just validating because from my perspective like that was a risk no yep. one's on it not even meshuga hella's kind of on it that's the closest thing but the guitarist isn't even doing it only zach hill and i'm not convinced he even knows what he's doing so make a conscious effort six against four six seven against four eleven and nine same space you know like like just really taking risks you know like that that's what's so thrilling and that to me was what cleric is about and it was i remember when it dawned on us and i you know i don't know i don't mind admitting this whatever like like everyone else in the band at the time when regressions came out it was like alo's the first track and i'm like whoa guys jesus Mm -hmm it's like seriously shouldn't it be like the middle or the last the first track they're like it's the first track and it took me like a few months to be like no yeah that's the first track it's it's the only way and i realized it had to be the first track and it's like maybe it only makes sense to us but i'm pretty sure that had to be the first track yeah and you know i'm laughing as i'm saying this because the stuff that you come up with that makes you laugh to me like that's the good ideas Right, the stuff you come out with, you know, and you're like, that's pretty cool. It sounds good. Like, just take any gent riff, like, it's like I'll never care about that. I could write shit like that all day because that's how easy and tropey that is. Anyone, probably, guitarist could do it. They would yeah. literally could sing that shit. That's why I fuck gent, right? In a way. So it's like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna throw that all away, you know. And there's times when I cast the net with the subconscious and it's like 99% trash. And I have to be like, it's not me, something today. And it's like, but there's one thing in there that's like, wow, listen to that. Okay, put that put that aside for later. And it's like, so that was worth it. That 40 minute like thing that didn't make any the GDP any money. Like, how dare you waste that time? No, that was absolutely worth the time for that fucking one five second thing. Yes, it was worth 40 minutes. Don't you, dare, don't you dare tell me I should contribute to GDP instead of doing that. That's some yeah. nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. That's my weird shit coming out. <laughs> so
2: Matt. Uh,
1: but you see all the American stuff's in the way. The materialism's a huge problem. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Matt, so what can you tell us about, so what new projects are coming out or whatever? So. You mentioned well, you recorded I, uh, two cleric albums, which
1: two cleric albums. Just one of them's a Bagatelles record. It's 19 songs long, and it's not like any other cleric record because every the longest song is under four minutes. It's like longest song is three fifty eight. Every other song's two minutes or less. So nice. there's a lot of songs under a minute, um, but it's we're really proud of it. Honestly, it's one of the best cleric albums ever. It was just, and it's the first thing we did in our uh, in our studio that we made. Um, and then we before that started the next original Cleric in the same studio but obviously that's a more drawn out process Uh, so I'm wrapping that up now almost done the guitars that's a five songs album and longer so classic Cleric style (laughs) Uh, so yeah 24 songs I'm thrilled and then you know I got this other record
2: Infinium has a new record
1: record coming out Um, double vinyl and that should be out next year. And then this instrumental band that I did before recording Bagatelle's um, called Saratma, which is with this drummer, Sarah Neidorf. She's used to drum in uh, Brian Jones Sound Massacre, actually. She still does sometimes. But we made an instrumental post-metal record. It's coming out on Nefarious Industries, like a vinyl, uh, next year. Um, I'm just waiting on the test vinyl. So that's all wrapped up. And then I got... uh uh, death of satan which was the ninth simulacrum just came out a couple weeks ago oh nice and ninth circle which is the second chaos magic record comes out in the fall along with bag that was the one you
2: used the clean guitar thing on is that what yeah it's the second about that project so that's cool yeah
1: yeah that there's another pro. uh but the first of those records came out in april this year okay Uh, uh so there was and that's what that's Samuel compressed plus Brian Marcella on Rhodes and Mellotron, so that's pretty cool. And uh, and then I have a uh, new John from I've been working on uh, a new record uh, with Kenny Grahowski, he is in the band now because Eli had to move to Massachusetts, so uh, so Kenny took it took over. So we've been almost almost through a new record. But um, hopefully Relapse will put it out. just think they will. And then I have two more Zorn records this fall for Simulacrum and Chaos Magic. So like one Simulacrum, one Chaos Magic. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a lot feel, of shit. You feeling lazy, Adam?
0: <laughs> <laughs> feeling lazy. Are you kidding? <laughs> feeling lazy. It, it, it's, uh, it, it's like a picture of me by the word in the dictionary right now. <laughs> you know,
1: it's I mean, all. Of well, this- let's be clear, I'm not doing this to make anyone feel lazy. Oh, I mean. No, no, I'm not taking it that way. <laughs> no, of course, uh, but that's amazing. That's, the, that's the American shit.
0: <laughs> no, it's it, the perfectionist tendencies in me that I'm uh, to go. No, I'm putting that out. No, the- I'm, this I'm, is I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm blessed
1: oh. to do it, and you know, the yeah. perfectionist in me has to be like cool with the with the simulacrum record. this year that's crazy he's a maniac I mean whatever it's why I'm able to live in New York
2: So, I mean if you don't hit 50 records this year I think we'll be a little disappointed
0: I, I think I'll York, probably hit 50 there. records
1: in 2022 and oh, yeah. uh, I'm I, I'm thrilled about that I, you know I, I have no regrets at all I and mean, it's not to prove that I did anything you know it's to explore the subconscious and oh, yeah. and inspire people or make them feel better because shit is horrible right now you know
2: (laughs) yeah I think it's a good like I don't know what the quality is I was talking to my sister about this the other day but it's like drive like what why do certain people have a certain drive you know and like just constantly keep seeking and it's like if you have that drive and we've all met these people I, I think we probably all are these people um but it's like opportunities come your way when you have that sort of quality, it's right? True. You sort yeah, of just put yourself in these positions. It's not it's not even being intelligent or clever or any of those kind of things. No, it's I not you're not so. the smartest or whatever necessarily or any of those. No, it's no. just you always feel like you can keep going and keep keep doing hmm? better or keep keep striving. Like and why, you know, why it's kind of an interesting, like, why does that even happen? Like, why does some people seem to not have that really? Um, but others do, or whatever. It, good or bad, it's not, not about good or bad, but just it's just it's interesting that the people that seem to have that, like, you don't have to really, like, they're going to create
0: stuff. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, right. Because they're
1: not going to do it for anybody else. I yeah. think that's the big that's thing. That's it,
0: right there. Yep. That that is that is the the nailed it right on the head. It's not about like this is for this audience or this is for this. Yeah. It's like this is for me. And yeah. it's great. But honestly, I can't it, like it's it, I can't function with having it to be for somebody else. Like I've played on other people's stuff and that's great and I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, like for my own music, it's like this this is just for me. This is for my ears and it'll get there if I want it out there and that whole artist conundrum of wanting the exposure, but at the same time to be hidden behind it uh, is- That's really
1: a thing I struggle with a lot. It's unbe- it's really rough. I, I don't, I'm really happy you said that because it is like, I, I want the exposure, but I want to be invisible. Yeah. And yeah. If, what is, what is that? I, I don't know what to do with that. You know what I mean? And that's, I think why I gravitated towards forming these fans that were like, I was kind of obscure in the situation until Zorn put me on and people kind of got hip to what I was doing overall a little more and I started getting more credit. But before that, no one knew what I was or who I was doing or anything because I didn't want them to. I didn't want to be a rock star. I wanted to be invisible. I like exactly what you're saying. And I don't really, in this age of Instagram and oversharing everything, I don't really know how to reconcile the fact that, you know. No one's pushing back on the notion that, like, we're all expected to just be influencers right now. And that doesn't have anything to do with playing music. And Spotify is straight up, like, just give up albums. It's it's not relevant. And neither are bands, by the way. And so just, you know, just make singles for us and we'll pay you, like, nothing. And just make an assembly line for us and we'll put you on these playlists that people use as background music. And, like, you know, that might be hypersynical, fine. But that, from my perspective, is absolutely what's going on and you know there's you know do we really have no choice you know what i mean i i, I don't believe that i have no now choice
0: that, you know it, it's the old <laughs> idea, like one of the big things is like what's the counterculture today
1: like because right, it's on the internet that there's nothing hidden there's no underground right? exactly. yeah i was having this conversation the other day there's no underground there's the internet. So. Instagram's the underground in a way but it's like that's not even underground it's like mainstream television right because everyone's on it. So it's yep. just not yeah. it's just it's such a different ball game and you know uh, what I idealized when I was wanting to do bands you know were like these like space pirate kind of characters <laughs> that just kind of like were like outcasts of society that like lived on the margins and like stayed on tour period you know, and like, like you had to like search out information on them, but all their records were like golden, mm-hmm. you know, that was always my model. And it's just like, you know, I got to reconcile with the fact that that's like being a dad at this point, it's just not the vibe and it's not going to happen. And, uh, you know, I got to adjust to the new realities somehow, but I've been very, I've struggled with that loads recently. Cause it's like, all right, you know, and then of course, you know, being like, I'm on my own, fuck you. Like, that's my attitude, basically. But it's like, you know, there's cons to that, right? Like, I'm making so many albums. Do people need this many albums from me? Right? (laughs) That's the cynical voice. It's like, aren't you being a little crazy, egotistical right now? Like, look at me, look at me. And it's like, because to me, that's not what it's about, but it's going to come off that way, right? Yeah. Like, but like, you know, it's just all these convoluted, contradictory feelings. Uh, (laughs) You know, that's the roughest to me. Understanding how to relate to the public. I think I think I have the biggest issues with that. I don't, I don't think I figured it out. Um, you know? I don't think, anybody I don't think you're that. alone. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And, you know, we can look at YouTube and the channel, like people doing channels. is like a new thing or podcast, what you guys are doing. All that's a part of it. But there's something so bizarre about the fact that, like, you know, what we're supposed to spend our time doing right now is like not practicing, not composing, not improvising, but marketing. You know what I mean? And like, it's just, it's just not. You know, we wouldn't have a Coltrane if he was obsessed with Instagram, right? Like, you wouldn't have him. Yeah, no doubt, he'd be too distracted. And like, too. Even taking a, a, you know, one generation ago, I know that there was nothing to do in their town. So they all got together and like every day at this coffee shop in this cafe or diner or whatever and just talked for like six hours. And like, yeah, that's probably why they made great albums, right? If they all had sm- smartphones and video games and call the duty, like they're not meeting up. They're chilling in their house. They're texting maybe, right? Yeah. So it's just, just the communication, like the smartphones and everything post 2000 is a real Faustian bargain which is like everything we got, we lost a bunch of shit and people that never had it had no idea what they even lost. So yeah. growing up, playing along to hyper-quantized music and playing along to shit on YouTube, they don't even know how to interact with people in a room. So, you know, yeah. now that this is rare for certain musicians, it needs to be maintained and treated as the precious thing because our culture is not supporting it. It's saying, fuck that, who cares? So like the people that care about that, it's more high stakes that they do it, in my opinion. It's more of a war because, like, there's more quantization, There's more only white key music. There's more redundant aesthetic. There's more LARPing. There's more Comic-Con type approaches, you know, like, like none of that is like, you know, it's not old man shouting a cloud to be like, that's not the same as Coltrane. It's <laughs> factual, you know, and it's yeah. not about like a hierarchy. It's just, you know, intent. It's like there's elevated intent and then there's gutter intent, right? Like just filling in a production template to get clicks that week and then you throw it in the garbage can. That's not Love Supreme. That's not Sonship. That's not Intermounting Flame. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I'm not listening to that next week. Yeah, That reminds, that reminds me of uh... – It's like what am I doing? Does it have substance? Do I really – am I really giving anything to anybody? And like yeah. maybe I'm – you know, I take – The fact that, like, I believe that I'm giving something to substance to people, like, that's my article of faith that isn't very rational, because it's probably not true 100% of the time. But I still have to do it. I I must do it. You know, I think artists, again, what you're asking is like, artists in the category, some, for some reason, you know, I had this feeling like regressions must happen. Retro must happen. You know, and then when Soren wanted to do Simulacrum, he was like, it has to be Kenny and Hollenberg. It has to be Grahowski and Hollenberg. So it's like, you know, certain people they're just like, this must happen. I don't, I can't tell you why. It's not rational. I'm possessed. That's why it must happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I can't explain it. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and it's like to so a materialistic culture, we don't understand that. It's like, but you have no guarantee. What do you mean? And it's like, yeah, exactly. No guarantee, which means it, it's exciting, which means it's an adventure. Not. It's like, but I need to know that it was worth it. That's what shuts everything down. That's the conscious mind, you know? So that's to me, like, the more I can, like, liberate myself from that, the more this shit opens up into other dimensions. And that's why I'm like, I'm just starting. I don't even think I'm anywhere. And that sounds crazy, but it's just how I feel. And I think it's because of that perspective. It's like, I did regressions. I did it. I'm in with Soren. The end. It's like, no, I don't I still think I'm a student. I'm just starting, you know? I think the best is yet to to come. Absolutely. So,
0: interview with the uh, 92 year old cellist who's practiced hours and hours every day. And they're like, Why do you still practice? He's like, Because I think I'm getting better.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And again, that's the classical jazz shit. That's not coming. That's not going to come from Instagram. That's like real human soul yearning, desire, intent. It's actually magic. You know, what is Instagram doing? It's it's siphoning our magic into a fake idea idolatry it's like you know what I mean it's just like
0: practical culture to throw yeah. it back to that old right. show that we did It's it, that's exactly what it is right and,
1: and to me like what you said you know I'm so, like I don't know I don't know how to interact with that you know
0: I just don't care I mean to be blessed I don't
1: care but then I worry that I'm just gonna wall myself in you know what I mean like because I want yeah. people to listen to something if I work on it for five fucking years and spend uh, two three hundred hours yeah I, yeah. Want, yeah, I want people to know about it. Yeah, I want it to be as popular as possible. I'm not gonna suck up to them.
0: But exactly. just the, the issue of being
1: like, I'm not gonna suck up to you, but here I am. Like, how do you do that?
0: I, I think it right. just answered your question. That's exactly what you do. I'm not yeah. gonna suck to you, but here I am. And that's where you get that inclusivity that's exclusive at the same time.
1: Whereas, right, that's a good point. That's exactly. a very good point. Yes, exactly.
0: And that, that I, I mean, you can't pr- go off of that, like, like, I hate the marketing thing. I, 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 I Everyone does. We it. it. It's horrible. It's taken away time from music for, for me. Well, that's
1: like, why, you know, I had no musicians, and I'm like, you know, they don't care about the label thing. They just want to do it because they don't want to deal with that. And, like, one of the labels will just be, well, they have a thing that they follow, and I know what to expect. And I guess where I'm at, too, with that shit is, like, And, you know, Nefarious Industries, for example, like I really like their model, honestly, because they just have a PR person built in and it's just attached to the deal. And it just goes through the motions, through the rock press. And there's really not that many rock blogs at this point. Like it's like five or six. And like, so they just they have a relationship, that company with them. You get put through there. So, you know, when I did that band Titans to Tachyon, Titan to Tachyon with Sally playing bass, she wrote all that stuff and she paid for it. And it's her band. Um, but I was very impressed with how how Greg put that out. Because it's, it's like I realized, you know, what's great about the underground rock world is it really is a meritocracy. And these types of listeners are really looking for sincerity desperately. They oh, yeah. don't want LARPing. They don't want the scene reiterated. They don't want something they can predict. And they don't want something they've heard before. So I realized, like, you know the way the underground music world works it seems to me is like you drop something out of the sky it floats down the mountain and it flies over most people's heads and then the people it does like it's like a couple hundred people it doesn't fly over their head the record kind of builds in stature but no one's even checking it out for like two years like that's really what i realized And i like realized it's, before i released a lot of records i like felt some kind of way about that but now i'm kind of like re- weirdly relieved because like Putting out a record and doing that, even doing like Metal Injection, Metal Sucks, Blabbermouth, you know, you know, Lamco, whatever the fuck. It, it, that's the standard thing. Like that's just, yeah. it's almost like a formality and it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter if they don't like it and it doesn't matter if they like it because no one cares. R- music reviews have zero value and anyone that's even following it knows it's payola. So it's almost like I, like I this shit used to work me up so much. And I realized, like, just go through that stupid motion. It gets down the hill. And if it's righteous, people figure it out. And then two years later, they start hitting you up about it. I mean, there's yeah. people hitting me up. Ben Zorn does no marketing. He's literally anti-marketing. There's people hitting me up about, like, shit I did in 2016. They're, like, just hearing it. And I'm like, I don't think I understood that's how it works, but when, when everything is constipated, there's so many releases, no one can check them all out. It's probably fair to assume that 80% of it is crap, and that's not fucked up to say, that's just basic numbers, right? Yeah. So you're not going to yeah. listen to anything until, you're, until you know Like that's cool. That's the game to me. That's what it seems like. Right, or so, you have to uh, find
2: people like in the right frame of mind, or the right, um, right reference, or something to get them to that point.
1: Reference, right? And so, so like cleric having the association of Bungle stamping it, Zorn stamping it—that's enough to get it over the hill. It's right. like, oh, it's the word spreads. Then we open for Bungle; the word spreads. It's so still they, they
2: see the name a couple times, and it's and like, oh,
1: it. I saw right. that oh, name. I heard of that. I, heard I of saw Trey
2: talk about that, or I saw this.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, it's really the association thing is what got me over the hill.
2: Or even Um, the you know you have the uh, what is there's I think it was Malcolm Gladwell or something, but he had this top like the the Maven is the person that's like in the middle. Like there, like if you wanted to get a letter to the president, it only takes like seven people to get to that president sort of idea. And what ends up happening is like you if you said hey I want to get this to the president. You would say, well, who do I know that might know somebody that know, right? <clears throat> and then you go to that person and that person knows somebody that eventually it actually only takes a few steps to get, actually get a letter to the president, for instance. And that, but he calls those people that what it, what he's what they did this experiment is they had everybody try to get to some doctor or something like this. this is sort of pre-internet and they all ended up getting to the same person before the doctor or whatever. Because that person was what they call like a maven. They, they ended up – I think I'm using the right term. They're like the people that know everyone and like connect all these things together. So I think like in that underground scene too, it's like if it gets to one of those people, they get it to all these other people. But you can't – you can't like almost can't go directly to them. It's like they have to – it kind of eventually gets to those people. It's easy to pick the famous ones. I mean,
1: like, I think this again goes to like how, you know, yeah. looking at the hip hop scene for metal people is like, well, I don't know, you know, that's yeah. the typical reaction. But I look I'm I'm really fond of the hip hop scene because they know they're way better at being aware of how to get their shit out there. Yeah. And it is very similar. It's just underground music, rock music. let mathy and noisy shit is like not popular at all compared to hip hop. But in terms of things like clout, clout absolutely exists in underground music. Now you could mock that when there's very little money on the table, but just in terms of like, if you want people to get your record, you you want people to hear your record, you know, yeah, Trey Spruance and all of Bungle stamping it, being like, this is the best band out. That definitely helps for sure, because there's people that follow them more than they're following Pitchfork. You know, Pitchfork's less serious to me by a billion than Trey telling me about a new band or the guy, you know, my friend Luke from, you know, fan of you know like any any musician i respect or Colin being like you got to check this out or you know any musician that's like you really have to hear this you know like kenny told me about breadwinner and confessor and line Cloth, and i had no idea about that drummer and he's like Un- it's like one of my favorite bands and i just missed all that shit, so it's just like i would not check that out because yeah. decibels like this is the most extreme thing ever created like following week. This is the most extreme thing of <laughs> all time. This is the blackest, bleakest hole of a record. You cannot stand it. It's, it's just all sounds the same. You know, it's again, LARPing is, it's like, we should start saying that. Cause like, fuck these scenes, dude. It's not music. It's it's literally oh, man, like, I hate it. yeah, it's, it's, it's LARPing, it's Comic-Con. It's like, I bought the costume yesterday it came today <laughs> now i'm at the show so i just want like i think like i really see scenes as a problem i'm not saying oh, they're no, not no, useful because we have to network and go on tours but they're con- closed systems that are insular and incestuous you know yeah. what
0: was that? It, it, it's very adult tribal
1: it's you tribal I mean? right and, and that's the whole problem with not just the music scenes in general, but the country is like, everyone is tribal. It's like, are you in my tribe or not? Are you with me or against me? If you're against me, I dig in my heels. If you're with me, I don't criticize anything you do. And like, literally <laughs> that's that's where we're living. And so, you know, the the, the the music scenes are manifestations of that. And it really helps me to leave the country. Like I just went to Slovenia to play a simulacrum for a jazz fest. And, you know, obviously I understand it's a former Soviet country, you know, there's, it's not a perfect country, but they're nowhere near as fractured as we are. And you gotta wonder yourself why, you know what I mean? Like, and like, uh, it just comes in your, your, and you can't help but think about it because it's just the edginess isn't in the air. And I know when I go on tour too, when I go into Canada, the edginess isn't in the air. It doesn't mean it's not there. It's just not as maniacal as in America. And you know, there's something about our style of individualism that is like toxic, and it plays out in all these ways, and you know the only chance, in my opinion, to self-actualize is to like leave these, like, because they're Plato's cave. It's just like, look over there, look over there. Don't look at yourself. That's that's stupid. It's like demean yeah. yourself. Like get away from your soul. Enter these closed systems. You know, <laughs> there's one piece of advice that I always took to heart that someone told me is like, you know, create your own system or be enslaved by another. Mm-hmm. And I think that is absolutely measurably true it's just raw philosophy like inarguable and i try to think about that when like oh shit i gotta go back and work at a dvd factory for fucking nine dollars an hour because of this tour and i have no nothing going on in the real world so shit's real you know what i mean like I, I think about all that like so like uh i don't know all this stuff is connected you know like your view of society how you navigate the psychic realm it's created because it, it's a, a real minefield Cause it's so materialistic and it's like, you realize when you go to other countries, it's not like it's not there. It's just not so emphasized. Like we tie our identity to materialism and our rich, our, our riches and our wealth and our status. And it's like, for me to do what I need to do, I need to ignore everyone coming at me with that value system. And I need to ignore it completely on myself. So, you know, that that's the only chance I have of actually achieving my artistic goals. And so, you know, that's a, that's a real like leap of faith a lot of people wouldn't make, but I don't know. I, I think you have to face your fear. That's really what I would say to anybody, like a composer, musician, whatever you're afraid of, go right towards it. Oh, yeah. And enter it, like, because that's growth. That's what you're afraid of. That was
0: going to be my next question is like, if you were going to sum up a piece of advice, for any budding musician or just anybody that, that's out there trying to, not even, I hate to use the term, make it, but so I'm hey, gonna- It's ch- a really
1: 90s term, we should retire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, like, no, but I know yeah. what you mean. Make it, it, it self actualize, right? Like self actualize, make your own yeah. world, bring people into it, inspire people, be sincere. I will tell you for number one, for me personally, what works and I won't make it a dogma, but like for me personally, the worst, advice always comes from friends and family always (laughs) i'm sorry they're concerned but they don't understand they never will just leave it forget about it like it's very tough for certain musicians to forget about you know what their friends and family think because they want approval but that's the first wall that you have to clear absolutely absolutely and and if they're telling you you're doing the right thing you're probably boring I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're pissing them off. Yes. And I mean, it's not as binary as that, but like, just use that as a baseline principle. If you really want to get into it, because I mean, not only my friends and family can never understand what I'm doing. They don't even understand what motivated me to do what I'm doing. So there's multiple layers. They're just never understanding. So it's on the artist to just go forward anyway and not get traumatized and get mad and get sucked into that shit, It's just leave it on the ground and go above it and go. You know. And, and I would say to anybody, if you're afraid to do something, that means do it. And especially when it comes to art. Like, it, like if you're playing with people and you're the man in the band and everyone else is just like chilling, Or or, you know keeping up to you and you're just chilling right like that's you know you're not in the right band like you you need to be playing with people that scare you if that's possible and if it's not possible just travel somewhere and meet someone like that you know uh whatever you can do like i you know all we did with cleric was hand tray a demo of russia blood after a secret chief show and i know what he did and i'm sorry this is what people do is like I know like it's Kenny told me he said he's got a stack of demos and this is what you know this is what happens <laughs> because they're stupid just too much music he puts on the first demo no second demo no second demo no like within five ten seconds skipping yeah. through it bullshit bullshit he can tell he doesn't even need to listen to it puts on Russia blood he's like oh and, and like within the intro the intro he was in it he was like that's it the by the intro that's 30 seconds he was like this band's cool so that's that tells you you know and to me that sincerity lack of fear lack of you know lack of fear of risk like being excited to confront boundary being excited to break through boundary you know all those things come together to attract someone like that because that's his legacy uh he's not repeating himself i mean a little bit but not really he's right. all over the place so uh so it's it's like he heard that it's just deliberated you know and i think what i took from him and zorn is way more than mishug and tool which is what i was into right before that right Is like like they're liberated they're doing anything they're doing anything with any sound they're not just they didn't pick one thing i mean you could say Rashuga's is almost like a like an acdc type approach to a band right oh, yeah. you could it's just that style but the you know the model it's much more like that whereas like what Zorn and Trey are doing it's just this free form you know anything goes you know, and that, that that's like anti-ideological. It's anti-style. It's, it's it's really what attracted me is the genre busting. Because like you're busting genre up. You're going in the genre and you're just subverting it. And you're like making a mockery of it as an idea. It doesn't mean blues is going to cease to exist. But you like, you're the Dionysian presence within the terrain that like, like makes everything chaotic. You're the chaotic good, right? Uh, so that's where I try to operate from. Because I think that that's, what resonates with me the most is just sort of explosive, like things exploding kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> that's good, No,
0: it's right. Right, this has been an, an awesome, awesome interview. Oh,
1: that's great. great. Glad to
0: yeah, I, I, I've thoroughly
1: enjoyed it. Yeah, and, me too. It's great to You guys ask, ask amazing questions, and <laughs> useful questions, yeah. and you know, <laughs> the crazy people want to talk about this stuff more, is this is what people should talk about when they talk yeah. about these much more related to what it actually is mm-hmm. and whatever the fuck's going on on Instagram. You <laughs> yeah.
0: know. Absolutely. With that yeah. one.
2: Oh, that, that reminded me too, that we were, t- we were talking about it earlier. they like Eddie Murphy, right? Doing, he he was, he was on uh Jerry Seinfeld's coffee, whatever thing. He was talking though, like after he got really famous, he basically couldn't do stand up anymore because he could never practice it. You know? And it, right, He would go really somewhere, have, and then somebody would write about it in the paper the next day. But now, like with Instagram, we're like almost instantly famous in a sense. Like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, 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 You have no, you have no safe space to like try things out with small audiences or small, no. small peer groups, right? Because it instantly gets. It's like you're almost. You could never become as good as Eddie Murphy did in the early days because you can't try it out unless you dump. Like, you have to dump the Instagram thing and you have to dump the. You can't put yourself in that position. And same with like Coltrane, where you have to try these things out, like to develop them in a safe, safish space without trying to
1: polish it. Yeah, I'm really it. glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You, you have to have a safe place, a safe space, literally, not like in the way like it's talked about, you know, contemporarily, yeah. but just a literal, like, you can experiment. There's no stakes. Right. And yeah. you can sort it out and there's no judgment but like
2: it's not not on the internet forever you know or whatever yeah
1: right and i I really feel that you can see this played out in our culture like no one wants to be wrong kind of thing everyone's hyper defensive like it's not really rational like why would i know about every single thing every part of it exactly (laughs) right and i would never know anything wrong well it's because the way the comment sections of these sites are designed it's humiliation so everyone's trying to humiliate each other uh you know and and like that's the internet we all know it right so like you do kind of have to insulate your own world and like rise above the planet and it's like these are little ants fighting and i'm on a cloud like saying ohm and like i i have like a steady stream of the fifth dimensional continuum like just streaming through my head And, and you know and i'm capturing it and i'm gonna mine the diamond and it's like you you leave the Earth. If you are doing it the right way, you know what I mean. In my opinion, the subconscious liberates you, whereas the conscious mind is like completely in, in awe and and hypnotized and like addicted to the to these new uh, virtual terrains, right? Where, where it's just like this is how we define ourselves. You know, it's like like doesn't it bum you out if like only six people like that post? And it's like we, we you know we really make it a, like we tie our expectation to our identity. And how successful we want to think we are which is truly absurd because the algorithms just random it's like you can yeah. see it just based on how many how consistent you are once in a while randomly a big one happens and then keep posting now now no one's looking at it it's really just consistency but it's very hard to grapple with because you're just like no one cares and it's like it's not yeah. really a real measurement that's the illusion you yeah. know what i mean
0: <laughs> if only the algorithms were of random. You know, to an extent it's like they can it should be random. Make you, th- yeah, it should be yeah, random. Yeah, or yeah. Even better. It, it, it should be whatever the hell I want it to be. You right.
1: right, like, right.
0: I, I, I want it to come in chronological order. I don't really care about anything else. That's that's yeah. funny. You know, that's cool. The chronological
1: right. chronological is great. Cool.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's uh but now it's like, you know, advertising this and advertising that. And I think, you know, maybe this is because I'm just like so so many books on evolutionary psychology lately. It's just like the whole idea of the tribalistic putting things into a box. You know, part of that is literally how we learn to survive. Like, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, true. If you're if right. Yeah.
0: Look at this. Like, oh, that's a lion. That will kill me. Yeah. You know, yeah able to yeah. go like, okay, that kind of looks like a lion, so that's probably not good. That's about right. the, That's a tiger, but that's still in the same category. So there's some to some extent. It's like that's that's the. I don't want to say subconscious in the sense of like what we've been talking about, but that's the underlying survival instinct. That's like deep brain thing that just happens automatically.
1: You're right. Reptile brain, yeah, I think. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yes, exactly. So like we got that going on, but the, the, the I think maybe the issue is that that aspect of us is instantaneously engage when we're scrolling through a social media feed because that's exactly what we're doing. It's so fast, we don't have time to actually use the front part of our brain and think about it. We're automatically responding it from the the back part and going, okay, this, click, 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 this, like this, this angry rant, you know, or whatever. It's like I, I, I cut off all the, the social media stuff and I'm not like putting myself up as
1: like some- No, 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 but
0: it got to a point where it's like what the hell am I wasting my damn time? I think everyone kind
1: of felt that way, especially after 2020. We were just all so exhausted Pride. by how toxic yeah. everything was and and yeah. you know, especially yeah. the social dilemma that movie. I mean, it's a lot of obvious shit, but I didn't really realize, you know, I'm a paranoid person to an extent, but I didn't realize it's like open mind source hacking. That's yep. not that's not overly paranoid. It's no, not at all. And, and you know, I, I have to check myself in the morning because a lot of times the first thing I do, I'll I admit this, like it's just, I'm up. Let me check Facebook, and then you know what catches my attention. Oh, you know, here's this big political issue that's really <laughs> toxic and affects all my friends and me, and I have deep emotions about. Let me read the comments. Good lord! And like that's just <laughs> that's just like the first thing. Right. of the day and you're immediately like spun out yeah. I don't think it's psychologically healthy for people and I think Facebook knows that and they know how to make it as addictive as possible they know what my weaknesses are like yeah. they know they know more than I do and again like to go back to your evolutionary point about the lion we don't we're not evolved to deal with that we're not evolved to comprehend that much information we're not evolved to understand what's happening in the big picture We're not evolved enough to adjust our behavior accordingly. It's a real Faustian bargain in a very deep sense. And I don't think it's alarmist um, or unreasonable for people to just go off it for months at a time because it does make people depressed because it's everyone's curated life of what they want to project. And our mind can't comprehend that. So we think it's just the real village square Mm-hmm. and that's a real problem because it's a traumat if that was the real village square I'd kill myself. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So it's not the village square. It's it's a toxic algorithm that is feeding off of us and we and it's just hard for even me personally knowing what I know about about it intellectually viscerally it's very hard to detach especially in a covid world where there is no public square and everyone's freaked out and you know we're already isolated uh, I worry that it's just going to be a sort of brand new world type situation where they just, you know, it just keeps power, like this type of power just keeps getting centralized. Like just just like one like head King, you know, it seems like we're just heading towards like recreating divine right of Kings, but just um, yeah, kind of, like private speculative capitalism. And I think Facebook and its culture and, the way it's been last few years is just another you know example of that and it's another thing in the way of a musician who honestly you know the biggest problem right now is no one's bored and i don't think anyone realizes how big of an issue that is i wrote music because i was bored because there wasn't a smartphone because i was sitting in class bored out of my fucking mind and songs came into my head and you know if you if you're just Distracting yourself, your attention span goes down and down and down. Now it's six. Now it's six. Now it's six seconds, it's six seconds long. You yeah. think you can write anything? You think you can even sit there in silence for six seconds? No, you can't. So, like, this is where you know, this is where I kind of feel like I find myself going back to Greek philosophy now, mm-hmm. because I find the feedback loop of American politics completely useless. It leads nowhere. It sucks everyone's energy. It does nothing you know, barely anything happens anyway. People get so mad and it's for no reason anyway. So like, I find myself going back to like Marcus Aurelius, you know, Diogenes, Nietzsche, you know, uh, Epictetus, like Heraclitus, like, cause that shit is always true. And it's more true than ever right now. And so that- <laughs> That's very th- so hard
0: right there. Yeah, That's- so that
1: to me is like the antidote again, purification psychologically as much as you're able to which means purging of toxic elements literally in your life and then philosophy not politics like fuck politics it's, it's like just it's useless like like philosophy is is a greater expansion right now for me especially stoicism and you know it's, it's just, it's just, it's just not trapped in itself. It's always true. And it really helps with everything that's happening right now. Uh, so I would say, you know, to anyone that wants to look beyond like culture and really explore what culture is not your friend means, look into ancient philosophy, practice silence, practice boredom, record like right from the subconscious. Don't try to be clever, try to feel things. Try to engage with your senses. Don't try to outwit people. That would be my advice. Because you know, the the hyper rational, hyper materialistic, it shuts something down profound in us that we're missing out on. It's not about my ways better. It's about we're missing half of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We only got Apollo. So I, I I want more madness in the musicians I listen to. Mm-hmm. That's, that's if I could say to anybody, you know stop quantizing your shit, start taking risks, start being like off-putting. You know, if you want to be lush and beautiful, give me a new version of it. Don't just copy Hiatus Coyote or Esperanza Spalding, like come up with your own world, you know, build your language, like really do music for its own sake and I'll love it, you know? And so will every music listener. So that's yeah. sincere.
0: That is, that is the well most said. poetic yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: absolutely. So, that was great
1: yeah i appreciate ha- you guys having me on
0: yeah man yeah. always
2: a pleasure to talk to you um, yeah,
1: man. i'm sure we'll talk awesome.
2: more yeah um yeah man well good luck on the the projects and i'm i'm like i know what i'm listening to over the next <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah exactly yeah. I, was <laughs> I need some new music never mind <laughs> matthew exists oh, yeah. so it's, gonna, it's just gonna be
1: turned out you know <laughs> 2022 will be a windfall for my uh like a couple thousand fans. <laughs> hey. That's
0: all it takes, man. That's, That's all.
1: all it takes, yeah. Well, right. you know, I got really ambitious plans. I'm not, I don't think I'm at the ceiling yet, and all will be revealed. Matt, is, just, there, oh.
2: is there a good place for anyone to actually follow what you're doing? I
1: mean, ironically, Facebook. But, you okay. know, I'm doing <laughs> uh, At least you're going to have a of of humor course, about course, it. Of right? There's not, it's, it's a joke. Everything's a joke. Yeah. But, like, I'll I really uh, – I'm going to get on Instagram, honestly, just –
2: do you do you have a website other than like the cleric ones no. or whatever? No, okay.
1: I really am like, you know, trying to have anonymous.
2: Non-
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm anonymous. I'm anonymous. anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but no. I'm gonna I'm gonna get more of my shit together okay. before 2022. We'll, we'll keep
2: sharing it. A
1: centralized thing. For right now, if you just go on Discogs and search Matt Hollander guitar and go on the Discogs, it has basically the whole discography minus a couple albums. I, mean, I think most of it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the stuff I'm most proud of is is cleric, Shardik, and Infinian. And nice. I would suggest that you know, if you want to really know what my voice as a composer is like, you check out the three of those things. Uh, Zorn, I'm just I'm the guitarist, and you know, you'll hear my improv voice, but kind of like I was saying, it's like a gambling type context. Not yeah. very heady. It's it's very spontaneous. You know, so that might be hit or miss with you. But you know, the stuff I really work on. Or, you know, Cleric and Finney and Shardy. Yeah, that's really what I'm trying to put on the table.